This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. As always, eating healthy is part of the answer. It can help prevent a multitude of infections, including athlete's food. A wide variety of fresh fruits and vegetables, and at the same time reducing processed foods and refined, mostly white, carbohydrates. That's your white rice, your white sugar, your white flour. They're just empty calories, empty carbs, and at the same time, they don't help you. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to discuss your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss how to naturally prevent and treat athlete's foot. Then we're going to discuss how a yoga practice helps us not to be a-holes. And lastly, we're going to learn about heartfulness meditation. But first, a bit of business. Today's sponsor is Purely Natural. This family-owned Canadian company of fourth-generation master herbalists has been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with Tonic Magazine for over 10 years, and in particular, writing for Tonic, heading up our preventative medicine column for over seven years. Purely Natural is also one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival and the Fit for Fall Festival. Their products are certified GMP, kosher, and organic. I use Purely Natural products, and I think they're terrific. Joel Thuna is a master herbalist and general manager of Purely Natural. He strives to improve the quality of natural products in the market and passes along his knowledge of herbal remedies through lectures and articles. Joel's an entertaining and accessible writer, and today we're going to discuss his latest article in the April issue of Tonic Magazine, all about the prevention and natural care of athlete's foot. Hey, Joel, welcome back. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. First off, what is athlete's foot and how do we get it? Athlete's foot is a particularly nasty common fungal infection that usually begins between the toes. Symptoms include itchy, scaly, burning red rash between your toes, nice and joyful, small red blisters, dryness and scaling on your soles and up the sides of your foot, and ulcers or sores that leak fluid and actually smell quite nasty. It often occurs when feet have become very sweaty while confined within tight shoes, And here's the kicker. It's highly contagious and can be easily spread via contaminated floors, towels, or clothing. It's so contagious that over 70% of all people will develop it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're exercising in a club setting and you're taking showers, you know, you're going to get it. You know, you you just see the people sort of walking around in the showers and you think, okay, there's really no way to avoid it if if you're at a club unless you're going to Well, you can try really, really hard. You could. (laughs) Well, actually, no. And and truthfully, there are some things you can do, which you wrote about. So how do we avoid getting athlete's foot? Well, just to go back for a second before we go there. The reason it's named athlete's foot is because originally almost everyone who got it were athletes because in athletic endeavors, you're naturally sweating up a storm, including your feet, and you're in common shower, common change room environment, so it's common that way, very common. Now, how do we avoid getting it? First, 
ensure be a couch potato. Well, that will help, but that has other health implications that aren't very good. We're not advocating sloth on the tonic. (laughs) Never. You want to make sure that you don't have conditions that allow the infection to thrive. Okay. So basically, if possible, don't go barefoot in public areas such as pools, nail salons, spas, or gym. What we do, for example, my son... Every time he goes anywhere that is a public environment like that, he has his own shoes he takes with. He has shoes that can get wet. They don't matter, but they're his. He wears them literally throughout the entire change room right until the lip of the pool. Mm -hmm. Then he takes them off, goes in the pool. As soon as he comes out of the pool, back into the shoes. Right. And, And he hasn't had it yet. Knock on wood. Second thing. Always wash and dry your feet well, including in between the toes. A lot of people forget that in between the toes is a place where moisture can gather and the infection loves that area. Change your socks or stockings often. And here's one that makes sense to me, but apparently is quite common, is people will go multiple days wearing the same socks or the same stockings without washing them or changing them. Essentially, the good guideline is minimum changes once a day. And if there's any moisture on them at all, don't put them on. Never share shoes, socks, or towels. Make sure your feet always get plenty of fresh air to keep them dry. When you wear socks, please try and find ones that at least partially are wick away. It makes a huge difference. And when choosing shoes, pick ones that allow your feet some air movement. One big thing to know, and this is something most people don't know, is the average foot will sweat around a cup of liquid a day. Wow. So we got to find a way to get rid of all that. Right. So it needs to be ventilated. Yeah. So in the article, you discuss that there are some things in our pantry that can help us treat athlete's foot. Should you happen to ignore all the advice we gave you (laughs) and you get athlete's foot, there are some things in your pantry you can use, right? Yep. There are some easy ones. The nice thing about being in your pantry is odds are you've got it already and odds are it's relatively inexpensive. The first one is cinnamon. If you have some cinnamon sticks in your house, just take them, boil some water first, then put the water into a basin of some sort, put the cinnamon sticks in. Now, here's the kicker. Do not put your feet in until the water is cool. Yes. (laughs) We don't want you burning your feet. Please don't do that. Right. Once the water is cool, the cinnamon will have had time to be absorbed into the water. And then you put your feet in and the cinnamon is actually very highly antibacterial, antifungal. At the same time, there's a couple other kickers to it is it's very relaxing. Right. And your house will smell great. Yeah. Who doesn't love the cinnamon <laughs> Cinnamon feet, I don't know. What, what else is in the pantry that might help? The other big advantage to using stuff from the pantry is most people who bake or cook always have, be it cornstarch or baking baking soda. soda, Thank you. Both of those are natural drying agents. So what you can do is take, sprinkle some on your feet. At the same time, sprinkle some in your shoes and it'll help absorb some of the moisture. It won't absorb all of it, but it can absorb some of it to ease it and make it so it's less hospitable to the infection. Okay. That's good advice. In the article, you also wrote about some lifestyle approaches which can help fight athlete's foot. So what are those? This isn't going to be a shocker to anyone who's heard me or read my writing before. As always, eating healthy is part of the answer. It can help prevent a multitude of infections, including athlete's foot. The standard recommendations I give all the time apply. A wide variety of fresh fruits and vegetables, and at the same time, reducing processed foods and refined, mostly white, carbohydrates. That's your white rice, your white sugar, your white flour. They're just empty calories, empty carbs, and at the same time, they don't help you. 
Okay. So lastly, what we're going to touch on are some of the supplements and natural remedies, which you're an expert in, which we can try should we get athlete's foot. So where do you want to start? The first one is one that everyone should know by now, which is tea tree oil. Tea tree oil should be a staple in everyone's house in every first aid kit. It's an effective weapon in treating stubborn fungal infections. Wash and dry your feet well, then apply the tea tree oil liberally and let it air dry. Treat for one week after the infection appears to have gone, just to make sure you've got it. On top of that, you can use oil of oregano. Mm -hmm. Oil of oregano is a bit of a special one in the fact that it can be used in two ways. It can be used internally to boost your immune system to help fight off the infection from the inside. At the same time, it can be used externally to fight the infection where it crops up. Now, you have to be careful here. If you're using the oil in a liquid form externally, it burns. So you're going to want to dilute it first, one to three drops, depending on the strength of the oil, into a carrier oil. The easier way around it is to actually, you can buy concentrated oil of oregano capsules in powder form. What you do is you break them open, put them on your infection and in your shoes. Lastly, what you want to do is probiotics. Probiotics generally help with almost any infection of any kind. I didn't know that. They do. So what you want to do is eat probiotic foods, but they're not good enough. So you also want to add, in addition to your probiotic foods, which are kefir, yogurt, sauerkraut, kombucha, you want to add to them a good probiotic supplement and take it every single day. The most important thing when fighting any fungal infection is once you think it's gone, keep going for at least a week. The longer you do it, the more likely it is you'll actually get rid of it. Fantastic advice. Thank you for coming on the show today. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to learn all about yoga beyond the mat on The Tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. Our new sponsor, ZSA Legal Recruitment, is Canada's largest national legal search firm. They specialize in recruiting lawyers, legal support staff, and law firm management for companies and law firms across the country. ZSA works with employers in every area of the legal industry, and they know about job opportunities before many of their competitors. They'll use their extensive network to help you take the next step in your career and secure your dream job. Whether you're looking for a new job or you're an employer looking to expand your legal team, ZSA is your one-stop shop for anything legal. For more information, visit zsa.ca. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest, Jelena Da Silva, is a well-certified, passionate yoga teacher. Her love for yoga takes her across the GTA to teach at several studios and multiple clients. Her background in psychology and college athletics infuses her classes with a strong understanding of how mind and body function. Whether leading a large outdoor event, a classroom of yogis, or in the home of a client, her philosophy for teaching is simple. Teach with love, empathy, and patience. Yoga is a journey, not a destination. To learn more about Jelena, visit jelenayoga.com. 
Jelena is also the author of our Namaste column in the April issue of Tonic Magazine. She wrote a great piece about yoga practice beyond the mat. Welcome back. It's good to be back. So what does taking yoga off the mat mean? In its simplest form, it's about taking the peace that we feel on the mat and applying it in our everyday life. So in our relationships, how we interact with things like friends, family, food, and making those things better as a result of what we do on the mat. So not just isolating the good feeling to the mat, but spreading it around and sharing it with other people. Right. So for those who have never taken yoga, it's not just a series of movements. You know, the idea is you're thinking while you're doing the movements, you're breathing. So yoga in India isn't just about movement. It's it's a lifestyle. It has religious connotation and social connotation. And that's what we're discussing today, right? Exactly. Yeah. The meat of it, the stuff that's kind of hidden. Okay. So if the physical is just one component that needs to be cared for uh, mm-hmm. in the body, what are the other components? You have the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. I talked about it in the article a little bit how yeah. we could think of ourselves as a table and we have four legs. So you have the physical, the mental, emotional, the spiritual, and you need to attend to all of those legs in order to maintain a sense of balance. So if you overly focus on the physical, overly identify with that, then you just get out of whack and obsessed with how the body feels and how it looks rather than the other parts of us that need just as much attention. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, you know, yoga can sort of be narcissistic, you know, like I I, I liken it to like little kittens licking their paws on on the mats, uh, (laughs) you know, and sort of in their own little space, but that's really not what it's about. No, yeah, and I I admittedly was that kitten for a while. I was just like on the mat. I'm like, oh, I feel so good. It's amazing. And I would just float home feeling awesome, but didn't start applying that goodness in other areas of my life. I kind of hoarded it to myself. So Right. So, you know, part of how we we paraphrased, you know, your segment in the magazine and this one is how not to be an a-hole. So <laughs> so so what does yoga teach us philosophically? It teaches us how to be better versions of ourselves. It has these amazing guidelines specifically the yamas of yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently did a blog series talking about the five yamas of yoga, and it's really simple, straightforward kind of guidelines, like be honest, don't steal, don't hurt yourself, don't hurt other people, practice self-control, and try not to be jealous of other people. So you have all of this stuff that doesn't tell you how to live, but it's a suggestion, a guideline on how to make yourself be a better person and less of a jerk, basically. So instead of the Ten Commandments, it's the five suggestions. Five, yeah, it's like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're interested, <laughs> consider. So yeah. you don't have to do these things, no. but we really think it's a good it's idea. Just like, watch what happens when you do, you might be pleasantly surprised. So, yeah. Okay. So let's contextualize. We may not be able to change the world, But we can change how we react to it. Is that sort of the overlying theme? Absolutely. I... By integrating yoga and meditation into our lives, we can cultivate calm and then... Once that calm expands inside of us, we can access it more readily. So when we come across those situations during the day where someone irritates us or we're just put off, we're caught in traffic, something like that, we can immediately choose how we react to that because we have that deeper sense of calm inside of us. So practicing that pause moment where you go, okay, this is happening. It's unpleasant, but I can choose how I react to this situation. And ultimately, 
you end up happier as a result. The people around you end up happier as a result of it. So okay, and what have you learned personally, like like your journey through this? Because you didn't you started off as an athlete, right? And then you yes. came to yoga after practicing as an athlete through college, right? Yes. So so have you changed as a person as a result of your yoga practice? I am way more chill. <laughs> I was like. Way intense, like just so into conquering things. Like when I first came to the practice, I was like, I'm going to kill this asana. I'm going to be the best at this ever. And then now I realize that it's more about the experience and it's not about conquering it, but letting it inform your existence. It's very humbling. And I'd like to think I'm less of a jerk. I hope. You're not a jerk. <laughs> trust me. On the, on the jerk scale. And I say that because I know where I am on the spectrum. You're, you're nowhere near. You're, you're not a jerk. I know you very well. She's not a jerk. Listen. Oh, you, you heard it here first. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Friends and family. So has it impacted on your, on your competitive side though? Are you less competitive now? Or are you still able to maintain... I would say that the competitive energy has turned inward in a positive way on how I can better myself and how I can challenge myself in a healthy way, not, you know, you're a horrible person, you need to get better, but okay, these are the things that you're dealing with. How can you get better? Um, Instead of looking at someone as the other and being like, okay, how can I beat them? It's more about how can I tame the demon, so to speak, inside. So... And it's an it's an ongoing process, right? Yeah, never ending, <laughs> never ending. <laughs> so uh, you're going to be teaching a class at OMTO, which is yes. June 24th. So and for, excited! Yeah, and for those who don't know, Jelena, this is what your fourth year back or fifth? I think it's fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an outdoor yoga event at the Distillery District on yes. June 24th, and will you be incorporating some of these themes into your class? Funny you should say that. Yes. Awesome. You usually lead the first class in the morning. So for those who want to come out, Jelena gets us up bright and early at nine o'clock and, you know, it's beautiful and peaceful down at the distillery. Oh, so nice. The sun isn't beating down on you yet. Just a little plug for the morning slot. Yeah, exactly. Depending on the weather, you know, it is June, but, you know, it is shady. Yeah. In any event, thank you for coming in today. Thank Uh, you for having me. Always great to have you back. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to learn about heartfulness meditation on the tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Omega Alpha. This company is 100% Canadian owned. Their team consists of allopathic and naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, researchers, and other scientific professionals, all led by their CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Formulations are created on their 40,000 square foot facility located in Toronto. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, visit OmegaAlphaInc.com. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. Hi, this is Jamie Busson. I'm not only the host of The Tonic, 
I'm also the host of OMTO, Toronto's best free outdoor yoga festival. Imagine taking as many as nine free yoga classes in the beautiful distillery district with hundreds of people just like you. All you need to do is bring your yoga mat and your good intentions. Please join us at the Distillery District on Sunday, June 24th. For more information, please visit omto.ca. See you there. You're listening to The Tonic on Sumer Radio. My next guest, Kim Hansen, has been practicing heartfulness meditation daily since 1989. She's one of a handful of people permitted to offer training to others and has been doing so free of charge since 1993. She and her group at Heartfulness will be hosting a meditation station at OMTO on June 24th at the Distillery District. For more information about the group, their weekly group sittings, training for individuals or groups or corporate sessions, please visit heartfulness.org. Welcome, Kim. Hi, Jamie. Nice to have you here. Good to be here. In describing uh, what you love about your meditation practice, you state it puts life into life. That's how you described it to me. So what do you mean by that? You know, it's funny, Jamie, because those words that I expressed to you, it's the first time I've actually said that. And I was kind of reflecting on it after. What what was that that I was talking about, yeah. putting life into life, you know? And a few things came to mind because really it was just an expression from my heart and it it was really telling you what I felt at that moment and that's a lot of what this heartfulness is about. It's about really being in the moment. You know, unlike or like a lot of other people, I'm sure, we're always chasing around to find happiness and contentment for sure in things outside of ourselves you know we're always looking outside to see what can i do and where can i go and you know what's going to make me feel good and what has happened for me over the years uh practicing this heartfulness meditation is that i truly truly have found that contentment that joy and that happiness inside of myself so that's one of the big things for me for sure i'm not running around looking for it outside. It's really, it's there. It takes some work to cultivate that connection with it, uh, but it's really there, and it's it's a very, very simple process. So, you know, another thing that came to me, thinking about that life in life, is about, like, just living in this moment, every moment, right? Mm-hmm. What is life? Life is really not a future thing, It's not something that happened in the past. Life is right now. I think for a lot of people, uh, you know, they're they're anticipating what they have on their plate. And, you know, I'm constantly, just because of the schedules that I have, I find myself, I'm always thinking ahead. You know, if I'm in production with the magazine, I'm always a month ahead because I'm in production with the next issue. Does that ever make you feel stressed or anxious? Of course. I mean, it's all stress, right? You know, because it's all work that needs to be done. It's all future, right? It's what's on my plate. It's it's never in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, this truly, truly, I feel that this ongoing practice of meditation has kind of conditioned me. It's created a condition that is really, really rooted in in my whole being. Right. Uh, I've just experienced in my life a, a, a tragic loss. Yes, I'm sorry. And I can tell you that it's like, you know, this expression, the proof is in the pudding, right? right. 
I am experiencing as I go through this this period of my of my life, this living in the moment. And I can tell you that it is it's a lifesaver because uh, instead of you know, having regrets and thinking about the past and, you know, bemoaning this and that and having fears about the future and, you know, that loss is all about. Right. I'm feeling quite well, you know, because I'm, I'm, glad I, to hear that. I'm living moment to moment to moment and there's a lot of joy and contentment and happiness in that. So let's talk about your practice in a more practical sense, which I know is difficult when you're talking about meditation. But for you, what does it entail? Yeah, it's a very, very practical thing, actually. This is a practice that I do every day. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. And the meditation itself is a really simple thing to do. Just sit down, close the eyes, just spend a few moments relaxing the body to get ready and focus the attention in the heart, mm-hmm. right? Our attention is often in other places, and we just bring our attention to the heart and suggest the presence of the source of light or divine light that's already there in the heart. We sit quietly, just resting our mind on that one thought, that one idea of the source of light or divine light in the heart. We're not trying to see this light. It's just resting the mind on that idea. And we sit as long as we feel comfortable to do so. And then really, really important is when coming out of the meditation, whether you've been sitting for five minutes, for 30 minutes, for an hour, which is what I usually do in the morning, is to take a few moments when the meditation is over and just let that condition settle because that condition of that quietness in the heart regardless of whether we've had a lot of thoughts going on in our mind during the meditation that quietness and calmness and lightness in the heart is what we take with us into our day excellent we have time for for one more question and that is if our listeners want to learn more about heartfulness meditation what resources are available to them there's so much right now, Jamie. It's just this this heartfulness movement is is growing, expanding throughout the world. We have a beautiful monthly magazine called Heartfulness Magazine. Well named. Yeah, you can go to heartfulness.org. That's with one L and two S's, heartfulness.org. Yes. And you'll find a link to the Heartfulness Magazine. There's also, and please stay tuned for this, there's going to be a release in June in North America of a beautiful new book. I actually got a sneak preview copy, and I've been enjoying it immensely. The book is called The Heartfulness Way. It was actually released in India in January, and it just shot to the top of the bestseller list. So please stay tuned. Big North American launch in June. Look for it. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming in on the show today. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, We look forward to seeing you at OMTO. We'll see you there. And thank you for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on iTunes and thetonic.ca. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we discuss Toronto urban living, how to get insured for free, and the best healthy spring recipes. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. 
This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.